Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. We hope the Ringer can provide you entertainment and companionship during this time. So as always, feel free to check out theringer.com, where we're still covering the latest in sports, pop culture, tech, and media. And the Ringer's YouTube channel can provide endless amounts of entertainment. You can find that at youtube.com slash the Ringer. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you live. This is St. Patrick's Day. I'm here with Heel producer Jim Cunningham working the board. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Jim. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you, Sal. Are you Irish? You you have to be Irish, right? I am, yeah. All all four of my grandparents are from Ireland. Wow. So this is a big celebration. So like, what do you do today? You you head out with nephew Kyle, a bunch of dudes, Tom Bergen's on Fairfax. What are you, how are you going to celebrate? <laughs> no, I've been to Tom Bergen's though, but um, no, I am still in my house in the exact same spot as the last time I talked to you. All right. Well, that's good. That's what everyone should be doing. Uh, there's going to be five of us on the line here. We're all self-quarantined in five different locations. We're going to forge forward. Very little to speak of in terms of sports, aside from uh, NFL free agency. Boy, two days ago, the, some offshore accounts had it as May 1st is the day uh, one of the major sports returns. And now, look, two days later, it's 5-1 to one against June 1st for the big three sports. But like I said, NFL free agency in full swing. We're going to talk about that. I have mixed feelings about it. Our friend Alec uh, proposed last week late last week that the NBA do this. And I was like, you're got to be crazy. People are going to get uh, rich. These basketball players while everyone's losing their business. I, I still agree with that. It's a little tone deaf. You know, we got to see, um, you know, hundred million dollar signings for a big football fan. Who's taco stand in Albuquerque is going under, has to read about Jimmy Graham getting mega rich for a fourth time despite sucking. But look, these guys are in a different solar system. They're richer than all of us will ever be. You have to accept it, but we need something to discuss and keep us entertained. So we're going to do it. We're going to do it. My hometown boys, my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother, Bry, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Well, I want to try to keep it positive, but I was thinking about it today and it occurred to me that we may never see each other again. 95% chance. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, we're going to be fine. We're going to get through this. In fact, I want to play a positive game right now. It's a fun, positive game. It's going to call which degenerate did it. One of the degenerate trifecta uh, members um, texted this. Now, the degenerate trifecta can't play. Jim, only you could really play because these guys know the answer. To this, but I'm going to read uh, a text, an actual text from the other day, and you tell me who you think texted. Okay, you understand right. the rules, Jim? Yeah, I got it. Okay, here it goes. Ready? Uh, and it goes like this: I stepped in dog shit this morning in the house. I slipped and fell and banged my head against the wall <laughs> and got it all over me when I slipped on the tile floor. I had to clean me and Comet up because shit was on him. Uh, I had to give him a bath outside in the pouring rain at six forty-five. A.M. All right, Jim. Big moment here. You got to guess which one is that? I'll give you a hint. Comet is a dog. <laughs> I would have to guess that is the, my dear friend Harry. Uh, Harry, do you, do you cop to this? Ding, 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 ding. Winner. <laughs> <laughs> Are you all right, Harry? You hit your head. Are you concussed? Are you going to be able to go on for this hour? 
I'm hanging. It was rough, but I that was a that was a rough six forty five a.m. morning. But uh, I'm hanging in there. Okay, good, good. I'm glad to see everything's okay. That was uh, we all got a kick out of that. Thank you. Keep them coming. Really, this is uh, anything we can do to get entertained. <laughs> We will take on. And by the way, Keep hurting yourself. along those lines, I'm having at the end of this podcast, Roastmaster General Jeffrey Ross, a dear friend, is going to come on. He's going to make us laugh. That'll be fun. Before that, we are going to take a ride on Captain Morgan's Riverboat Casino. We're going to read some mail. Uh, and we are going to go. Oh, the guys are going to have a best bet. There's one event going on in the world. What the hell is going on that there's one event that you could bet on in the world on these sites? And and uh, legally, and uh, we're going to hit that in uh, the Sharp Tank segment. But now let's go over free agency. Now, I'm afraid we're going to do this podcast and uh, and like Tom Brady is going to have signed with someone. What we do know is he came out on Instagram and said that he is done with the Patriots. They are parting ways. He apparently met with Robert Kraft yesterday. Uh, didn't go uh, perfectly, as uh, Kraft said, but they understand each other. They're parting ways. Harry, I'm going to go to you because you are very excited. You were touting Brady to Tampa Bay, who is the favorite right now. Tampa Bay, the favorite to sign Brady at like minus 260 in some spots. I see minus 212. I also saw minus 300. Harry, you, you, should we concede to you? This is a victory, right? Not just yet. Let's not let's not just rule out the Chargers just yet, but pretty much pretty close. Look, I, again, I stress that it would have been a perfect situation for him. He's in Florida. Uh, they have a gr- very uh, complimentary schedule in when especially being on the road they play uh, obviously eight road games they only play one team that made the playoffs last year on the road and that's the Saints who's in their division uh, they get to play uh, the Bears the Lions the Giants the Raiders this year a lot of easy teams in there a lot of easy games um, they've got Evans and Godwin both guys made the Pro Bowl last year and uh, and Bruce Arians is a two-time coach of the year who wants to get it done there and by the way, I looked, if he signs for two years with the Bucks, just letting you guys know, you can see the schedule of who you play next year. Take a guess who plays at New England this year, Tampa Bay. Or excuse me, in 2021, Tampa Bay. Yeah, 2021. But even better, the Chargers play New England this year. The Raiders play New England. That would be more fun, I think, to get that going. But I, all right, I, I understand that. Parley kid, well, congratulations, Harry. That's a big win. By the time this posts, he'll probably have gone to Tampa Bay. Chargers are plus 163. These numbers are all over the place, depending on where you look. Carolina, 7 to 1. Miami, 9 to 1. Retire. Retire isn't a bad uh, thought there. 12 to 1. And uh, Brother Bri, we'll get to you in a minute to sign with the Raiders, is 40 to 1. But Parley kid, we just missed out on good value on the Bills uh, to win the division, right? This morning? Yes. As of yesterday, it was. Uh, Plus three fifty to win the East. Then after that trade with um, the Vikings, uh, it was down to uh, plus three hundred. As of this morning, plus one eighty, and now it is totally off the board right now for the Bills to win. Uh, wow! At AFC East, I don't see it anywhere. Um, so hopefully, uh, if you were scouring the lines like uh, maybe yesterday or even this morning, you might have been able to jump on that. Uh, the Bills are looking better and better to win that division right now. Uh, every moment, so as we speak, they really do. And we'll talk about the Bills' free agent yep. move. They had a big one, obviously. Uh, Miami had uh, some. They, they made a charge forward. The Jets really haven't done anything, but I don't know. Maybe they're right there. Maybe it's enough to win a division. They do have odds. I saw odds on who's going to be the starting quarterback. Stidham plus one fifty for the Patriots. Dalton three to one. Jameis seven to one. 
Derek Carr. All right, brother Bry. They were getting somewhere. Plus 750. Nick Foles, 9 to 1. Jimmy G, 10 to 1. I don't see it. Rivers, 14 to 1. And so on and so forth. Brother Bry, though, I will talk about, let's talk about your Raiders. Um, there's, there is discussion that Tom Brady could go there. He could be the Vegas darling. Um, you signed Marcus Mariota. Terms are not this close. I didn't see that. Have you seen terms on the Mariota signing? Still no terms. Still nothing. I've been looking like every hour just to see. That's how little there's been going on in sports. But I check every hour. Still nothing. And I don't know why. Everything else has been up. But whether you saw it as a positive or negative, Brother Bry put in a pretty hefty bet on his Raiders this morning to make the playoffs. Uh, yes, I did. Plus 250. I mean, look, you get the extra team. Um, I like the moves they've made so far. I actually really liked the last two days. I mean, they signed, uh, they really had issues at linebacker. That was a huge need. They addressed that with uh, Kwiatkowski from the Bears and Littleton from the Rams. So I thought those are huge upgrades for them at linebacker. I do. I know I got a lot of shit for it. I think I mentioned Mariota maybe going to the Raiders back in November on this podcast, but I I do like the Mariota deal. Um, again, we don't know contract details if it's a one year, if it's two year deal. Um, but as of right now, they're still keeping Carr. I I think Gruden st- sees similarities between Mariota and Gannon. Uh, completely different leaders. Uh, Gannon was really fiery. Mariota is very quiet. But physically, Mariota is just similar tools, but younger and and better tools than Gannon had. So I do. Um, I I. I kind of I don't see them signing Brady unless obviously they can just release or trade car um but it wouldn't be the worst idea to go into the season into Las Vegas with with Brady under contract for a year. But that all being said with the high draft picks that they have with the signings that they've done so far, I do like them at plus 250 again with the extra team making the playoffs. I do like them to at, at, and, at those odds. And you're one of uh, four teams, I believe, that have two draft picks in the first round. 49ers, another one. Um, yep. uh, listen, if nothing else, but you, with Mariota, what you get is when, when he's sprinting towards the goal line and he reaches for the pylon, he's probably going to hold on to it, right? Isn't that good? <laughs> That's good for like 40 points a year, a, a yes. plus 40 yeah. for, uh, for Raiders fans. But I should have mentioned at the top that CBA agreement was signed. The players, a lot of players didn't vote. Like 10 teams worth of players didn't vote, almost 500, but it barely passed. And so what we get is either in 2021 or 2022, we're going to have 17 games. Um, and next year or this year, we are having 14 playoff teams. So that's seven in each conference. The idea is three games the first Saturday, three games the first Sunday. Um they may do three Saturday, two Sunday, and one Monday. They've been toying with that idea. But I think we all pretty much like the playoff thing. I think that the the bye thing is a little screwy. Now there's only one team that gets a bye. So if you were the Packers this year, if you were the Chiefs this year, you got screwed. You would have to play three games. Um, but uh, Parlay Kid, you like it, right? Yeah, I don't see any uh, negative in it. Um I think going forward, I've always been a proponent, you know, so I've talked about this for at least 20 or 25 years of somehow (laughs) pushing that Super Bowl uh, back to the President's Day weekend. And I don't don't think anything's been confirmed, but I think eventually this does that, right? I think that's going to probably work out that way with this season. I think so. I don't know if they're doing with two buys or not, but yeah, I think that's what it would be. I think that would, would, would be the end result of that end. Look, an extra playoff team, I think this puts a little bit more um, emphasis on being the one seed. I think 
teams might have to play out the the end, you know, till the end a little bit to fight for that one seed. So yeah, this is uh, nothing but positive for me. And I think the players look. It's the an- players are going to be compensated for it. It, it works out yeah. for them too. So good all around. And they're talking about some of the veterans like trying to hide sixty snaps here and there. You know, like a you know just like three or four a, a game, right. and then you save sixty snaps, and then right. you're all the essentially playing 16 game schedule. Um, but yeah, it was interesting how close that was. Let's talk our Cowboys parlay kid. Um, my God, Amari Cooper, five for a hundred, five years for a hundred. I think only like 40 is guaranteed two for 40. The first 40, right? They placed a, they slapped the franchise tag on Dak, which means he'll make the average of the top five quarterbacks, which is 33 million a year, which I think is what they offered him a couple years ago i'm sorry a couple uh weeks ago um i don't know if he takes that he could do one of three things he could um he could take the the one-year deal he could negotiate with the cowboys he has till july 15th to do so for a multi-year deal or he could sit out i don't see it i don't think he's built like that he's not like ezekiel elliott i think what helps is amari actually turned down bigger money from the redskins so it's like hey i'm turning down bigger money to win a super bowl so should you. Let's just do this and then talk contract. Uh, what do you think for the Cowboys? Well, I think when we see this happen, right, when these teams spend a lot of money on a few players, and the Cowboys are likely to have a ton of money tied up in Dak, Cooper, a- and Zeke, uh, this right. never seems to work in the long term, right? So right. this would have to be the year, I think, where the Cowboys, if this is the case, if they go ahead and Dak does sign, that they're going to have to uh, strike now. Uh, you know they lost, just lost Byron Jones. They just lost Robert Quinn uh, mm-hmm. this this morning. Uh, and you know where is this money going to? So this is put up a shut up time for the Cowboys and for guys like Cooper and Prescott. If they want to be paid like top five at the position, then this Cowboys team, it's about time they're a top five team in the league, as far as I'm concerned. Plus one twenty five to win the division, Sal. I still like that. I think talent wise and with the new coaching staff that will hopefully rejuvenate them. I think getting them at plus 125 or uh, somewhere in that vicinity right now to win the division is still pretty good value because I do think they are the most talented team in that division. Uh, over 10 and a half wins, we'll, we'll see w- what that can get them. I think they're going to be sitting right around 10 uh, this year as well. 10 and a half is tough. That's on Fox bet. I've seen some spots have it at nine and a half, 10. Uh, I don't know that I'd go over 10 and a half. Lots of tough games, Parley. Okay, that's what I don't like. Very about tough last schedule. Year, our Very schedule. Tough. This is the last year was when we should have we needed yep. to strike gold. The schedule was in our favor. The team sucked in the division and we didn't capitalize. But yeah, at the Rams, at Seattle, uh, home for the 49ers. I believe they're at Minnesota plus the division games. That's tough. Minus 200, though, to make the playoffs. Fox Bet has all these to make the playoff mm. odds. And they're a lot very different because now you can make the playoffs at nine and seven, maybe even eight and eight, right? As a wild card. So a- absolutely. I think that's why you see that at minus two hundred right there. So yeah. You know, so, all right, Harry, I, your Cardinals. So, oh, sorry, what were you saying? No, I was gonna ask. So can I why is it ten or ten and a half? Because I feel like every year, even when you thought maybe better teams, that I feel like the Cowboys are always like nine, nine and a half. You uh, ten and a half just that just seems so high. I think someone must have come with a monster bet on the Cowboys over at nine and a half or 10 and just had, they had to move it right. to 10 and a half. It doesn't make any sense that a team that didn't, you know, it's one thing for the Ravens who won 14 games. Uh, you put them at 10, 10 and a half. That makes sense. That's a big regression. But the Cowboys, 
I don't know. I know. I love the, that they have Van Der Esch should come back. The defense should be better. Although now they, they lost Quinn and Jones, they're going to have to adjust. But um, that, I think that 10 and a half number is high. I do think they make the playoffs if you want to lay the big wood minus 200. Harry, the big trade, though, in the league was yesterday. I, I don't know what happened here. Your Cardinals now, this is your team because you've abandoned the Giants. But okay, the okay. Cardinals get DeAndre Hopkins and a 2020 fourth round pick. And they gave up David Johnson a 2020 second round pick and a 2021 fourth round pick. I, if this trade happened in our fantasy league, we, this first of all, there would only be two people involved. This would be Harry fleecing our friend Frank, <laughs> and we would be we would go nuts on him. We'd go nuclear on him. If that in my other league, forget it, like Hench and all these other guys and John Ham. It, 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 honestly, there'd be restraining orders. But Harry, how do you defend this trade? Boy, you know, you, you really, you really can't. I mean, who's more hated now in Houston? Is it, uh, is it Bill O'Brien or AJ Hinch? I mean, honestly, this is awful. This trade. Mm. I mean, remember, he's not just the uh, head coach; he's the general manager of this team too. He's the one who's making a lot of these decisions. And I mean, it's to to give up uh, DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth round pick for David Johnson, who's like damaged goods now, and a second round pick. Honestly, insane. Like I. I mentioned to you yesterday, Sal, 2016, David Johnson had 2,100 total yards and 20 touchdowns. In the three years after, he's only got 2,100 total yards. I mean, this, I mean, you've got uh, the, the Cardinals looking really good now with Kyler Murray having uh, Larry Fitzgerald, who had a nice season last year, Christian Kirk. Those two combined, combined for 140 receptions, 1,500 yards. You throw in DeAndre Hopkins. This is going to be an electric offense. I mean, this trade is so egregious. That I, what was Bill O'Brien thinking? We really don't even know here. We're waiting to hear what he has to say because I looked up, you know, Brandon Cooks, for example, who's a pretty good receiver. He's been traded twice, twice in his career, and both times he was traded for a number one pick. In 2003, Peerless Price, you remember that name, Peerless Price? He yeah. was traded for a number one pick. Those two guys combined in their careers have <laughs> 65 touchdowns. Hopkins has 54 with you virtually crap as quarterback until Deshaun Watson got there. I mean, this is insane. And and the Cardinals, all of a sudden, their odds went from, you know, like uh, from 80 to one to win the Super Bowl down to 50 NFC from 40 to 25 and to make the playoffs plus 300 to win uh, to plus 200 Cardinals are on the rise. And this was a steal beyond belief for Steve Kime, general manager of the Cardinals. And let's think about this for a second. Like the, when you say Cardinals at two to one under the new format, four teams could make the playoffs from a division. So you could see Seattle, uh, St. Louis, San Francisco, and the Cardinals all, you know, you can see three of those teams as wild cards. It's crazy, but that could be the case. Harry, you don't have to go back to peerless price in 2003. How about go an hour later to show that this trade was nonsense when you're getting, you're getting a second rounder for DeAndre Hopkins. And then like an hour later, it comes down like what digs goes for a one, a five and a six. And a, a four in, in the 21st, in 2021. It's insane. I, I was like trying to give Bill O'Brien the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, all right, they don't have a top 50 pick. So they wanted to bring something in there. That's good. Uh, Hopkins was not going to sign with the Texans anyway. Uh, they, apparently there were issues in the front office and with O'Brien. So you're getting rid of him. David Johnson, when healthy, is better than Carlos Hyde, Lamar Miller, and Duke Johnson. And then, but then what the, this whole thing happens they, with the Diggs trades, like, oh my God, that goes right in his face. And Randall Cobb signs with the Texans and they're already over the cap with, with just him, Cobb and Mil like, and, uh, and Johnson. It's insane. 
what happened there. Sal, I don't know they, how Sal, they also take on they all, the Texans also take on all of uh, David Johnson's contract, which yeah. last year he's the fourth highest paid uh, running back in the league. Yeah, this is a head scratcher. Every year there's one. This is what there's probably a lot more to come. Uh, talking about that parlay kid, that Bills Vikings deal, Stefan Diggs plus a seventh rounder uh, in 2020 for a one, a five, a six, and a 21 fourth rounder. That is insane. I actually like the deal for the Vikings. What do you think? Great question, Sal. Um, well, it's, it's tough for me because I think the Hopkins trade just throws this way out of whack, right? So we don't really yeah. know what to think. We've seen uh, the Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, do this where, you know, years ago for Roy Williams from the Detroit Lions, he gave up a first, third, and a sixth for uh, a, a very unproductive Roy Williams at the time. Uh, well, he was at least unproductive for the Cowboys after that. Uh, and we've seen Jones give up a first rounder for um, for Cooper. So we've seen trades like this. This is a lot for Diggs. But if you look at You're this- not going to mention Peerless Price here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this would be the spot. If you're ever going to mention him, this is the spot. I, I, Darren, I really, what college? <laughs> uh, Tennessee. Oh, there you go. Still got it, D. You still got uh, it. <laughs> I still got it. Um, yeah, so I, I, you know what, so I really think you you look at this Bills team. Um, I, I They're built right now for a nice run over the last next four or five years. You know, Allen's 23, Singletary's 22, Edmonds is 21, Knox 23, Oliver 22, White 24, Diggs is only 26. Uh, so does this trade make sense? I think if that Hopkins trade didn't happen, I think this trade for Diggs would look a lot better. But I also think it's a, it's a good deal for the uh, Vikings. I don't think this is terrible for the Bills. But I think it's probably a, a slight edge to the Vikings in this, uh, even though we've seen some of their odds now uh, worsen uh, in terms of uh, winning the division, et cetera, et cetera. Not much, but they've changed a little bit uh, since this Diggs trade. Yeah, now the Bills, like you said, the AFC East is off the board while Tom Brady um, figures out his next Instagram post. I don't, I don't know if Diggs is going to work in the Bills. I think the Bills should be favored to win the division for sure at this point. Um, barring another Brady, you know, reconciliation or something, but uh, I don't know if it works. We saw Def- Stefan Diggs mad dogging uh, Kirk Cousins throughout yeah. the you know, uh, playoff game because he wasn't getting the ball. You got I, how many times is Josh Allen going to take off when uh, mm-hmm. when Diggs thinks he was open, and we're going to see that, and it's going to be brutally cold. So add that to the mix. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that works for them. I, right? I do. I do like the receiving combination of Diggs, Brown, and Beasley, though. That's yeah, a nice, I mean, if, if you're taking the attitude of Diggs out of it, and it seems like he wanted to go to Buffalo. So if you take that out of it, if you actually just look at the talent, wow, mm-hmm. th- that this team looks really, really good and really, really young. And about, Sal, just about a month ago or right after the Super Bowl, I gave them out. I told people jump on them at 35 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. I think they're down to about, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's down to about 30 to 1 now, maybe 28 to 1 or something like that for the mm-hmm. Bills. But Still very good value to that AFC. He's very good on both sides of the ball and good coaching. So as soon as these odds come back up, people should be rallying around the Bills. So I think they got something really good going there. And like I said, I don't think the Vikings get hurt either. A one, a five, and a right. six, and yes. a four in 2021. Thielen, yep. you got Thielen. Obviously, Diggs is, is, is the man, but you got Thielen. You have Treadwell. 
you have all those picks and you could turn those picks into gold. You could really spin it because the first four rounds of the NFL draft, whenever it is, is supposed to yield receivers in the neighborhood of 20 wide receivers, you know, even better than uh, the draft last year. So there's a lot available. They extended Kirk Cousins two years. Vikings are a a tasty uh, pick right there, too. Uh, Brother Bry. What do we do about the Browns? Now, this is a time of the year everybody gets excited about the Browns. Kareem Hunt <clears throat> gets a second-round tender. They sign Austin Hooper, tight end, for four for $23 million. Uh, the tackle from Tennessee, Jack Conklin, three for $42 million. Everyone's excited. The Browns are excited. Rachel Bonetta, my co-host on Locking In, is posting <laughs> videos dancing about Austin Hooper. What do you think? Does this make a difference? Well, you know, the funny thing is everybody last year loved the Browns. Actually, when you look at the odds uh, this year, like for the division, the Browns are anywhere from like five to one or six to one to make the playoffs is plus 225. So obviously everybody from last year just hates the Browns. It seems that way. Um, I did really like the Conklin deal. Um, He was one of the best free agent linemen and still really young. So a deal three for 42, I thought was pretty good. So their pass protection, I know he's one of the better pass protectors in the league. So that should really help Baker. So really no excuses for him next year. Uh, the Hooper contract, which actually I think was like four for 44, um, seemed like a lot of money for a tight end. But these tight ends recently have been getting big contracts. Even the Cowboys, right? The Jarwin contract yeah. um, was pretty was pretty large. The Keenum signing, I guess that's a good signing to like mentor Baker. They're similar, similar quarterbacks, I guess, similar builds, except Keenum's not fat. So, um, <laughs> it's, so, but I don't know. It seemed like a lot of money to get for a backup, but, uh, like I was saying, everybody's really down on them. So maybe there is a little bit of value on maybe to make the playoffs. Um, I think division again, you'd have to stay away, but I mean, when we saw over the summer last year to make the playoffs, what they were probably close to even right versus yeah. plus two twenty five right now. So, mm-hmm. I think the only thing that's holding them back is the head coach. I think if they got a better head coach than Stefanski, I think that would reflect uh, cuz I think I think Baker is going to come in this year to try and, you know, he'll lose a little bit weight, he'll he'll be a little bit better. So, um I don't I just don't know if I trust Stefanski enough to put to lay any money on them right now. I'm looking now. You said you mentioned Case Keenum, they have him as a backup to uh to Baker. Um if anyone is to write like a, a a book on NFL economics. Uh, it should be Case Keenum, this guy. How he keeps getting big contracts. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, he should be the answer to Moneyball, right? Uh, what was his number? Was it three years, eighteen million? Is that what you said three to back up Baker? So I don't know why. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why he got three years necessarily. I mean, it seems like a little obsessive. But. Jesus, Conklin's good. I'm surprised Conklin's as young as he is because I feel like we've been hearing about him forever and ever and ever. And uh, uh, Clay Travis also unlocked it in does not like him. Uh, his passing the pass protection numbers are good. Penalty sacks allowed. Not great. I think like 28th or 30th in the league for, uh, yep, tackles, but it, it's more fun when the Browns are bad. It just is. I don't know. I like rooting against them. I, uh, not, nothing against the city, but it's fun that this team has as good as they look on paper, keeps falling on their face. And that offensive line, maybe Conklin is the beginning of, uh, an answer, if you will, uh, how they're going to get it together. But, like third most penalties in the league and just a mess. I mean, Baker was throwing on his back from his back, but um, Stefanski definitely has a lot of uh, puzzle puzzle pieces to work with here. Uh, Harry, back to you now and back to the AFC East Dolphins signed Byron Jones, five for 82 
57 million guaranteed. They got Kyle Van Oy, I think four for 51. They're working on this defense. You like them. I, I think you like the Bills to make the playoffs last year. Are you picking the Dolphins this year? I like the Dolphins a lot now after what they did yesterday. They finally went out, spent money. Uh, four possible starters they picked up. Like you mentioned uh, Van Noy. You mentioned uh, uh, Jones. They also picked up from the Bills. They got um, defensive end Shaq Lawson. Um, he had six and a half sacks for the Bills last year, 13 tackles for losses. Uh, this this team, Miami's also got uh, offensive tackle, Eric Flowers from Washington, um, which they definitely need to help. And look, they're probably going to go after uh, Tua. This team is on the rise, and this Miami team is making major moves here, and I think it solidifies after just one day that the Jets and Sam Darnold are by far the worst team in the AFC East. <laughs> so what are you picking? The Dolphins? How do you relate this to Dol- Well, the Dolphins, uh, you know, I, I, I noticed that the, to win the AFC East was taken off the board um, because of the situation with Brady and the Patriots. But I did notice also that their over-under wins for the season is at five and a half. Um, and they had five last year, and they didn't – they played great down the stretch. They won – like I said, they won uh, – Five games last year, five of the last nine games they won. They didn't quit on head coach Brian Flores. They beat Philadelphia in, in a crazy game. They beat New England in the last week of the regular season uh, to knock New England out of the uh, out of uh, having uh, the, the number one seed and gave it to the Chiefs. Uh, I like this Miami team. So five and a half, I think that's a steal, considering uh, what they went through last year and, and still wound up with five wins. All right, Dolphins schedule 2020 at Arizona, winnable. Um, at Jacksonville, winnable, uh, versus Cincinnati and sorry, Brian at the Raiders is kind of winnable. And then you got your division game. So I don't know. Rams, Seattle, still, still a lot, still a lot of tough at San Francisco could be, could be interesting for the Dolphins, but certainly the Brady news helps, even though they split with them right last year. We'll see what happens. Uh, probably get another big trade Colts 49ers. The Forrest Buckner, who was basically, you ask a lot of the teammates in San Francisco, was the, was the 49ers MVP, the reason they got to the Super Bowl. 2016 first-round pick. He was traded to Indianapolis for a first-rounder. Uh, five years, $21 million. What do you think of this, Parley Kid? Who, who wins out? So the very, it doesn't happen very often, but I think this is a very fair trade for both teams. Mm-hmm especially adding in that Buckner uh, was heading for free agency next year and the Niners were probably going to have to throw a lot of money his way. Uh, And as our friend Mike Lombardi has mentioned, uh, it's a really good trade for the Colts in terms of, um, you know, and how to beat Mahomes, even though I know they're not in the same division, but maybe they're setting their sights pretty high and you have to pressure Mahomes from up the middle as per, you know, Mike Lombardi reading some stuff about what he's said about the trade. Mm-hmm. And I, I do agree with that of, of Buckner bringing some heat up the middle. I think this is a good trade for the 49ers. They're getting the 13th pick in the draft right now. Uh, combined with the 31st pick in the draft, is they could probably move up to the top 10 if they wanted to by trading those two or you keep them and you get two first-round picks. And you really can solidify your team. They'll plug somebody in for Buckner. They'll they'll sign a free agent uh, a lot cheaper, or they'll draft somebody. But they'll plug that position in, and then now you can go out and maybe uh, get Garoppolo another weapon or get some type of weapon on the defense. I really do think this is a really good trade for the both 
both teams. The Colts, um, you know, their over-under is seven and a half wins. I I, I like them on the over right now uh, with possibly, it looks like, has Rivers officially signed there yet? Or is that I'm not, looking at I was just re- refreshing that. We're going to miss it, and it's yeah. going to be announced uh, yeah, during the Yeah, I, I think it's going to happen. G- Jim puts his up. I don't love Rivers. I think he's, but I, I do think he's a he's an upgrade over what they had last year. Um, at over seven and a half wins at minus 150 for the Colts, maybe with the Texans taking a little step back in that division. Uh, Frank Reich, good coach. They still have tons of cap space left. So I think uh, the odds for the Colts at uh, over seven and a half wins, or even to make the playoffs at plus 150, I kind of like the Colts there. And I don't think this hurts. This trade I don't think is going to affect the 49ers at all uh, with their odds. I think they're still um, minus 110 to win the division and something ludicrous like minus 700 to make the playoffs or something crazy like that. So. I don't yeah. think that's going to really I'm looking right change. now. Fox Bet has them plus 115 to make to win the West. Um, yeah, and they signed uh, Armstead. Five years, $85 million. They yeah. had to choose between the two of them. Yep. Still, like, <clears throat> second youngest defense in the league, and you have two first-round picks? That doesn't happen for a Super Bowl No, team. it doesn't. It really never happens, right? You usually have either no first-round pick or you have a 30-second pick, you know, a 31st, yep. 32nd pick. I think, the, I think the Niners are in good shape. I think the Colts could be in decent shape, too. Um, you know, the, the Texans are grasping for straws. I don't know the Titans. Um, we're not going to talk about it at length, but they signed Tannehill. Uh, I think it's for 17 and $20 million. I'm trying to think. I, th- I know he's in the top eight paid quarterbacks for those first couple of years, but they saw that as a better option than Brady <clears throat> or maybe Brady just didn't want anything to do with him. Um, so that was interesting. Colts looking decent for the, uh, division Jaguars. It's just a complete, uh, fire sale yeah. right now. But let's talk uh, Bears, brother Bry. Robert Quinn, Cowboys, sorry to see him go. Can't sign everyone, though. Five for 70. And then Jimmy Graham, I made fun of him in the beginning. I, I don't think he helps a team. He'll have a couple games. I think he signed two for $16 million. But you got Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack, pretty good edge rush- rushers for the Bears all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, that looks nice. I, I just, I'm still really not sure what the Bears are doing. I mean, that deal seems like a lot of money. The five for seventy seems like a lot for a guy turning thirty, who hasn't been the. I know he was productive, very productive for the Cowboys, but he has not been that productive over the last few years. Um, I don't like the Graham signing. Uh, maybe he's still a good red zone red zone target, but uh, it seems like he's never. When you watch him play, it seems like he's never going full speed. He's kind of, anymore. He's kind of frustrating to watch. But I think at the end of the day, it all boils down to the quarterback. Um, we originally thought they were going to get Bridgewater, who uh, I guess is going to the Panthers. Um, so many quarterbacks, it seems like for them to choose from between maybe Newton, Dalton, Winston. Who knows? The Raiders could trade Carr there. Um, so even though I don't really like what they've done. Um, they'll still be good, very good defensively. If they could grab a good QB, they still have a chance. So when I'm looking at odds, the only thing that maybe jumped out at me was, um, I mean, I don't like any of the Super Bowl NFC stuff, but the division odds at plus 450 isn't terrible. Again, if they get a good quarterback in place, um, just because I, I don't really know. I think Packers will regress a little bit. Um, Vikings maybe too a little bit so plus 450 maybe not terrible odds but even though again I don't really like what they've done at all it's tough to speculate in March for sure it is especially with and again this could change by the time this uh, podcast posts but 
Which quarterbacks are we waiting on right now? We're waiting on Cam Newton, waiting on Jameis Winston and Tom Brady, right? Is that, did I miss any of the big ones? Uh, uh, you know, yeah, assuming Derek that, Carr those stays are the main putting, ones. Jimmy and G. then Dalton, Dalton will probably, you know. Right. He'll, and he'll I'm assuming somewhere. Rivers signs with the Colts. Yeah. So, right. Uh, so those are the big ones. You do have Cam Newton odds out right now. You can get it. I see, you know, again, he may have signed by the time this airs, but Bears plus 225 to grab Newton. Uh, Chargers plus 275, Bucks 350, Dolphins 5 to 1. Those are the teams right there. You might want to include like the Lions. I don't know that, you know, they have 32 year old Matt Stafford's gigantic, gigantic contract that is tough to eat. Uh, by the way, Harry, because it happened early, people are forgetting about the Ravens and they may have, they may have benefited, but what a great front office that team has, whether it's Ozzie Newsome or whoever's in there, they always seem to pull off great deals in free agency and in drafting, they signed Michael Brockers, three for $30 million, and Calais Campbell, a trade with the Jaguars. Best run defender in the league, albeit he's 33 years old. Um, I think, my, like the Parlay Kid mentioned, this is how teams have to address their defense. you got to keep Pat Mahomes contained, and not that the Ravens even got to Pat Mahomes because they lost to the Titans, but 14-win Ravens getting Brockers, getting Campbell for dirt cheap, pretty good. Yeah, look on on Fox Bet, you can get the Ravens to win the AFC North currently at like minus one sixty seven. You mentioned just a second ago uh, that this Jaguar team is in complete disarray. Uh, Khalil Campbell, yeah, thirty three, but also he's he's playing great football. He's he's made five Pro Bowls, which includes three straight. He's got eighty eight career sacks, fourteen. Uh, uh, forced fumbles in his career, and, and they gave, and they basically gave. I mean, I know the Jaguars needed to get something here, but they really didn't get. Him. They got a fifth round pick for an All Pro who's still getting the job done. Uh, look, you mentioned the trade between the the Texans and the Cardinals, and if we did this in fantasy, you guys would have ripped me if I uh, would have attempted to do such a thing. Right. How about the, this? Is even worse. This is even worse. So if I attempted this, the league that we've been in for the same guys for thirty years, you guys not only would have. Uh, would have ripped me to shreds, absolutely would have kicked me out of the league. No doubt if I would have tried pulling something like this. And the parlay kid, you know it. Well, it's tough because uh, you've, you've done a, we don't have, a, we don't have defensive players in our league, and B, um, it was for draft. You know what I meant. So you I know, know to, we to, the, to that equivalent, <laughs> something like that, you guys would have kicked me out of the league, and parlay kid would have been just crying and sending text messages and emails left and right. Is that true, uh, parlay kid? I well, it probably would have kicked them. Harry's He'd be basically. sending alerts to everybody. <laughs> Harry's Listen. always been about, look, if we have in our fantasy league, if we have a bad or shady trade that's made, Harry is usually involved in it, right? So, so mm-hmm. Brian, Brian will never admit it, but he know Brian knows that Andy Dalton trade from two years ago offer wasn't that bad. <laughs> what was it again? I... Well, the thing was, it was Dalton for a tight end, right, or whatever it, it was. was but yeah, it was for had, uh, it was what's his name. It was from what's his name from the Colts. But the reason the trade went through was because he told Frank, "We'll make this trade ne- this week, and then next week we'll we'll reverse the trade out, or we'll trade each other back." The yeah, guy. that's, so that's absolute what was frustrating. Garbage. I mean that that yeah, that but it was also because bullshit. of the hurricane in Florida. So I did I couldn't have a I couldn't have my tight end from Tampa Bay. I know, but you can't rent a player from somebody. What? When was that ever a, anything? You can't. You can because there's hurricanes. You can, Jim. Jim, do you know of that rule? You can rent a player. You could fleece another player who's not paying attention if there's a hurricane. No, we kicked uh, two of my friends out of our league for doing that same thing. Yeah, there you go. All right, Harry. Maybe you can get into Jim's league. No thanks. Sounds wimpy <laughs> to me, Jim. <laughs> All right, listen. 
That brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino, where each week, the generous trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. Last week, we said, uh, you know, we did it on a Tuesday. We were like, oh, on a whim, if one of these leagues were to go away for the spring, which would you want it to be? Baseball, NHL, March Madness, Masters, NBA playoffs. And they all won. Like all of them went away. I don't know what the hell happened, but by Thursday, they were all gone. It was very sad. But the captain moves on. He wants us to do this is an interesting one. He says, hey, if you could watch the highlights of one athlete all day long on Fox Sports or ESPN, who would you want it to be? This is a downtime. There's no live sports. But if you could watch highlights of a, a, a legendary athlete, would you want it to be Michael Jordan three to one, Bo Jackson nine to two, Mike Tyson five to one, Serena Williams seven to one, Wayne Gretzky fifteen to one, or the field at even? Let's go to you, brother Bry. Who are you picking? Uh, well, Bo obviously is my favorite athlete of all time. His main highlights are probably the best to watch. Plus, you get two sports, right? Uh, but probably just with the injury, not enough of them. So I'll, I'll say Jordan. I mean, so many highlights. Uh, some pop up that I've just never even seen before. Um, you have you have tons of his highlights of just like athletically with his dunks and his laps, but then you also get the clutch ones. Uh, even my daughter Riley right now, she's coming. She comes down to me every few minutes saying she watched some uh, Michael Jordan highlights <laughs> on YouTube. So um, I would definitely say for you know again with the mix of athletic and clutch. And so many, uh, for me, it would have to be Jordan. I think ESPN is like a 10-part series on Jordan that they're rushing. They're they're putting it out early. Is that right, yeah, Did they Jim? say when they're actually putting it out? Uh, I don't think that. Maybe they just said that they're rushing it out. Um, oh, now, now it's two hours ago. It won't be released early. See? There's just oh, no damn. good news. There's no good news anywhere. Why do I even try to find good news online? No, it's not happening. Uh, <laughs> Probably be canceled. Yeah. <laughs> canceled the highlights. Parley <laughs> Kid, uh, who are you picking? I like Brian's pick of uh, Michael Jordan, but I think he broke the Knicks' heart way too many times for me to sit there and yeah. watch to watch Jordan. So I'm going to take the field heels here, Sal. And I sent you guys a uh, a video before of just the human highlight machine uh, of of Tony Romo, uh, oh, our yeah. our good friend Tony Romo. Well, at least three of us are here are friends with uh, Tony Romo. Harry <laughs> probably one of Harry's least favorite athletes of all time. Uh, Darren, but, the prop says all day long, not five minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, Harry, I and sent not you that video. Snaps How long? on 17-yard field goal. But here's what you can do now, Harry. Not only can you watch Tony Romo's playing highlights, you can now watch his, uh, his broadcasting highlights as well. So you can com- hey, combine listen, he's those. He's got more highlights and, broadcasting than well, he does playing. Well, wh- whatever you want to say <laughs> it is, the guy's got more highlights right now going for him than almost any athlete out of there. And if, if you want to even throw a few golf highlights in there, Harry, go right ahead. So let's watch he's, highlights. He's the, only, he's the only person getting paid that's not an athlete anymore <laughs> in, this, in these days and right now. <laughs> they hate. They hate. Oh, my gosh. Just By get, the way, stop it. Kid. Stop it. I am with you. There are plenty of highlights in just football and uh, not just broadcasting, but that's great. You could add that. You could add golf. Uh, I would say you could add to his low light reel. I mean, nothing was lower than you could say the botch snap or anything, but nothing was lower in Romo's uh, 
um, storied career. Then when he oh, was boy. forced to take a picture with Harry dressed as Barney Rubble at my yeah. Halloween party, <laughs> Harry's uh, head was so far up his ass trying to get this picture. And oh, now amazing. all we have is vitriol and hate. But that's that's yep. definitely on the low light uh, reel right there. Absolutely. That's got to be uh, he, he must have been really forced into that picture. And I, I guess Harry, to, uh, to his face, uh, was kind of a coward, I'm guessing. Of course he was. Of course he was. <laughs> Computer coward. That's all he is. All right, coward, who are you taking as your, your favorite highlight? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take uh, Serena at 7-1. to one. The Tennis players, Brian would agree, I'm sure, don't get the credit uh, that they deserve for their ability. Uh, she is the GOAT. She's the best uh, best there is and just not tennis. Um for women, but probably in all sports in general for women. I mean, I could watch tennis all day long. Uh, she's amazed uh, everybody on the court. I mean, I've picked out a couple matches. I could watch it, like I said, all day. 2003 Australian Open, three-setter when she beat her sister. 2013 straight sets uh, over uh, recently retired Maria Sharapova. It's just, I could watch her just forehands, backhands, the way she rips the ball. She's really amazing putting it right on the line. She's been the best for so long. Um, I'd take Serena and I'd watch it all day. All right, I'm not sold on that at all. But I mean, that's, I mean, it's good for Serena. She's great. She's the best at what she did. You you would not watch highlights of her all day. I'm sorry, but no, it was a good <laughs> good effort. I think. I mean, I put her as one of the choices, so you had to do it. What about uh, what's her name? Uh, Serena over what's her name? The the NWNBA player career. What's her name? Brittany, Brittany, oh, right? Uh, Griner. Oh, Brittany Griner. Harry's, Slam and Harry's, Slam Harry's girlfriend, Brittany Griner. Yeah, there's not enough there. Not enough. Not enough. Brian, you think? I don't know. You you do find her really attractive. You you do want to go out with her, I think, but not enough highlights, probably. <laughs> well, that would be the highlight. That's not. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Harry does really have like a crush on Brittany Griner. Oh yeah. Oh, I know it. Wow. <laughs> I know it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> By the way, that's pretty that's pretty respectable compared to some of his others, John Bon Jovi, uh, Regis Philbin, and who else? The, the actor from Syracuse? <laughs> Regis? The who? Richard Greco? Who the hell is oh, it? Greek, yeah, oh, Greco. There. Greatest hair in television history. There you go. All right. Wow. Jim Cunningham, I know you have an opinion on this. If you could watch highlights all day. Jim's got Fox, good hair, too. Fox or ESPN. Thank you, Harry. I was going to uh, take the field. Um, I was thinking like Vince Carter or Mike Vick, mm-hmm. Rob Van Dam highlights, but I'm going to go with Anna Kornikova. I've Ooh. never seen her actually play anything, but uh, I don't even know what she plays. But yeah, I'll take Anna <laughs> Kornikova. Serena kicked her butt plenty of times. <laughs> you could do worse than Anna Kornikova, uh, heel producer, Jim. I'm going to go <laughs> yeah. off the board, too. I love uh, Parlay Kid's uh, Romo pick. Uh, there's no nothing wrong. We Dion was not. I had to choose between uh, Dion and <laughs> Bo for the uh, for the choices there. But lots of good ones, obviously. How about this, Eric Butterbean Esh? I love him. <laughs> I laugh yeah. every time I see him. He was on something last night. I watched, and he was like still fighting, like as an old man. Ended up ninety-seven twenty-four and five with sixty-seven knockouts and ten submissions. I guess that I don't know what the hell that number combines, like boxing and pride and. And everything, and I look at him. Obviously, he was in the Jackass movie. He beat the crap out of uh, out of uh, Johnny Knoxville and like a, a and a fun like an Asian convenience store. I don't know what it was, but uh, I look at him. I love it endlessly, entertaining. And by the way, it's my future too. Uh, so that's that's what I'm going to be. That might be my future. Come come July next time we're allowed to go outside, God willing. That's what I'm going to look like. 
And that's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. I want to go to the mailbag real quick. It's cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Hit us up with questions. Hit us up, obviously, if you want to present yourself for eligibility for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame in Pahrump, Nevada. Do that. But also, let us know how you're passing time. Little gambling ways, quick gambling tricks around the house. Some way, how you're doing it. Somebody uh, already uh, emailed. This is a pretty good one. Cousin Sal, I know you're as desperate as anyone for gambling activities in these uncertain times. So I wanted to alert you to a fantasy league my office mates created today around the Iditarod dog sled race. It's an event that started a week ago, but since nobody actually follows this sport, I think there's still time for your listeners to jump in. Four of us swore not to look at the current standings and chose our mushers in a snake draft format based on only the names and photos on the Iditarod website. Uh, consensus number one pick was Quince Mountain who in addition to a strong name appears to have just walked off the set of The Revenant. <laughs> Meth heads, gas station attendants, Scandinavians, female truck drivers, twins, all were well represented in the draft pool. The rules are simple. You sum the finishing place of your team and the lowest score wins. Do, do not finishes are scored as last place. Uh, we had so much fun drafting, probably doing it next year, even when sports are back. Be well, stay healthy, everyone. Chris in Boulder. Well, that's pretty good, Harry, right? I did a rod draft. You got to keep your eye out for something yeah, this like this. This is good. Yeah, absolutely. Got to do something now, right? I mean, right. Uh, there was there was guys uh, there was guys this morning uh, asking me uh, for chess advice, and uh, there's this chess championship where I was yeah. giving out an underdog that won today in chess. So yeah, we anything. I well, did a rod chess, whatever it is. And here's why I say that. I mean, obviously everybody knows they have televisions. They know that sports are canceled, and but we think this uh, for some reason like we're in a bubble. We think it's like it's like nationwide. It's throughout the world. It You cannot find, I'm sorry, you can find one event. This is Sharp Tank. This is where the fellas typically give me their best bets. Right now, they would be giving me their best bets for uh, if, the, if the world were, uh, weren't on fire for the first round games of the NCAA tournament or an NBA game or something, something good. Not the case. It's all gone. All that's left, as far as I could tell, is a Turkish soccer game. I'm not even going to pronounce this correctly. This is on Friday, right, Parlay Kid? Is this game Friday? Uh, Friday or, yeah, I think it's Friday. Maybe Saturday. The but, 20th, uh, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. One it's of the two. Friday. It's, yep. it's one, o- 1 o'clock Eastern. All right, 1 o'clock Eastern. Somehow that's 1 o'clock Eastern. Fenerbahce is minus 333 over Spor, which is plus 750, and the draw is plus 425. Brother Bry, sell me on uh, either of these picks, or there are, other, there are prop bets you can make. Uh, oh my! It's amazing that it's come to this. It's it's crazy. But um, I will go under three and a half goals in this in this game. In the meeting, uh, last four meetings between these four teams, only four goals have been scored. A team has been shut out in each of those games. Um, so <laughs> three and a half just seems like a lot. I have no idea who the hell the players are on this team, but based what? on numbers, I will I will take the under three and a half. I, you you call yourself a sports fan? Brother Bry, you have no idea who these players are? My my fault. My All bad. right. Under three and a half for uh, Brother Bry. This is so freaking sad. All right, I'm going to write that down. Uh, Harry, you pick a, pick a winner. Well, let's let's go out with a bang here. I, I, did, I did some research here, too. Um, in their last 21 matches combined, 21 matches combined, neither one of these two teams have scored more than two goals. 
Uh, since it's the only thing on, I guess people around the world will be watching. So let's not get a zero zero. Let's not get a one nothing. I'm gonna I'm gonna predict the exact score here at fifteen to one. Two goals each. Two two tie. Fifteen to one. Let's go out like I said with a bang. You know what's crazy about this? Harry might have, with all the NCAA action going on, if if the you know like I said, the world were uh, straight. He might have picked this game anyway. He really might have. This is kind of right up his alley. All right, uh, Parley Kid, what do you like? Yeah, well, this is this is interesting now because, uh, you know, I think we all kind of had to do a little research on this, and my my research kind of seems like it's different than Harry's research. So, uh, so I'll just give you what I had uh, in terms <laughs> of uh, I'll, I'll just pronounce the teams uh, Fen and K. Uh, because Good. that's uh, without messing anything up with all due respect to these teams. But the Fens, uh, their recent uh, league matches have actually tended to be higher scoring from what I'm reading, have given up two-plus goals in four out of their last five league matches uh, and have scored at least two in six of their last eight home games. They are home <laughs> here. And K, they have given up two-plus goals in 10 out of the last 11 away, away games in league matches. So that being said, I think that all adds up to this game going over three and a half goals at even odds here, Sal. So let's take. Okay, I can't. I got. (laughs) This is just too sad. This is too sad. I couldn't do it. I thought I could do it. I can't. Um, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the research. It's going to get better. I promise, Harry. I'm going to go with yours. Let's. uh, If we can give someone a winner, let's give them a fifteen to one odds winner, two to two. Um, You're you're really zoned in on this, so uh, hopefully you're right. Don't give people losers in times like these. Uh, two to two final score between uh, Fen and K in the Turkish uh, soccer league right there. All right, guys. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Trying to keep the masses entertained. Harry, uh, Harry you start. Well, you can find me AAO Twitter, uh, AAO Harry on Twitter. Also, uh, still doing some articles for Odd Shark. You can find me there. And Sal, again, thanks again last night. Anyone wants to tune in to bestbetcorner.com. Sal was on. We talked uh, NFL, what was going on, moving on in the future. So, uh, again, yeah, that's uh, that's where you can find me. By the way, there's somewhere else people can find you. And uh, and I'm not making a, a, a criminal joke here, but it's at the, uh, the police department down the street from you. Well, uh, you know, yeah, I have had to go there a couple times um, in need of, since it is literally two minutes away, uh, I've had to stop there when we've had some plumbing issues here uh, at the house. So I've, uh, it, it's available. Department. It's clean. It's a very nice police station. Uh, and uh, with times when times are tough, like now, uh, I was very lucky where I found some toilet paper in the garage that we had stashed. Other than that, um, I was probably going to have to go to the police station again because we were running really low and I can't find it anywhere here. Uh, Kenna sent me out numerous times to numerous different grocery stores, Walgreens, you name it. And I can't find it anywhere in the city of oh. Phoenix or Scottsdale. All right. Well, so uh, to read between the lines, Harry's saying he has plumbing issues, but it really the way it was described to me, it's just on your side of the house. So um, it is you- on my side of the house. Ken's side <laughs> Ken's side of the house, the plumbing is all well. Um, on our side of the house, right. it's, on my side of the house, it's not. So rather than use his uh, bathroom, you you're willing to walk to the police station and and take a shit well, there. Well, guess what? Yeah, not allowed to use his bathroom. 
Okay. <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> bizarre. And it's not a felony to take a shit in the in the uh, police precinct for no reason when you have a working bathroom. I can't uh, I believe they allow that. I, I, yeah, they allow that. They uh, yeah, and Ken has a Ken also has a camera set up around his his bathroom to make sure that I'm not using his bathroom when he's not home. Is that legal too? <laughs> I mean, honestly. But I just can't believe you walk into the police station and they're, they're like, "Hey, Harry, how you doing? You need toilet paper? We're gonna take a shit." John's open. Believe me, they're all asleep in there. They're all asleep. Oh, I go in there and no one on. even pays attention. Stop it. Stop uh, Harry. Didn't people get in trouble for calling 911 for toilet paper? Right. Like Oregon or something? Harry's just going straight up to him. The other great thing about this is uh, Lenny K, whatever we want to call your roommate. Um, even Lenny though I think K, you yeah. just said K. Right. Uh, <laughs> he is ordering or, or uh, threatened to order toilet paper from China on eBay. Because it was a, a last China, uh, China paper, from, yeah, uh, toilet paper from China. That's what he's doing. I mean, how freaking ironic would be if he caught the coronavirus from the toilet paper that he ordered from China? <laughs> yeah, and he's a germaphobe like Brian. That's the best. That's the best uh, ending. All by right. the way, speaking of Lenny Case, uh, so Lenny K is asking if you could uh, retweet uh, last night's show too. Right. by corner, please. Let me think about it. I got to get past <laughs> this think about uh, it, shitting, shitting at the I'll police station. Hundred bucks. Um, and by the way, you didn't even put my handle, my Twitter handle, oh. in your tweet. So you put. I did. I did later. I, I retweeted it with your uh, handle on there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, brother Bry, how how you uh, holding up? Where can people find brother Bry's posting uh, some really funny I'm, stuff on uh, on Twitter lately? <laughs> by the way, he is he's hitting his. Uh, uh, well, stride. you know the 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 funny thing is, yeah, I, I mean Twitter, it'll help me out because I'll have a little bit more time to tweet some things now. But I tweeted that the supermarket ran out of plungers for Harry thought it would be a complete joke. The fact that it's kind of serious now with the plumbing yeah. issues, I think is totally funny. Um, and Harry, you, you know, the, the funny thing I find out with the, with the toilet paper is you can just, you could jump in the shower yeah. after you take a shit. Like I need paper towels more than I need toilet paper right. because I need to clean the, I need to clean the house. Um, I could, I could wipe my ass in the shower. So, uh, the, the toilet paper for you. I've, yeah. You know, but Brian, you know, how embarrassing it is to take a shower at the police station. <laughs> well, the funny thing is the funny thing about all this too, is with, I mean, I know it's terrible, but with the coronavirus, like you're not really going out and they're just letting total strangers just come in to use their, to take a shit in their bathrooms. Right. Oh, believe me. Okay. They know it's me just, and Lenny K over there plenty. So all right. It's amazing. All right. Well, you're at the right. brother well, maybe Bri. you can get to, yeah, maybe oh. and maybe Harry can get uh, use this time to get some exercise. <laughs> no way. Uh, Parlay kid, what's going on? Wrestling is over, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Uh, and by the way, if the, if the people going. in Harry's community didn't have a uh, enough of a reason to use that hot tub uh, that he uses uh, <laughs> now is uh, probably the best time to avoid that. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. So that's just terrible. Is Harry bathing yeah, in that hot is, tub this now? Is, uh, what is he doing there? Don't like, you have Romo highlights to go watch? Oh, nothing. Oh, <laughs> nothing spells social distancing more than oh, this. That's oh crazy. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, Sal, right? We were talking about this last week. I, my wrestling season uh, at this at the middle school level was still going on as of uh, last Wednesday. We had our last crazy. match. And then um, I found out Thursday morning um, that they finally put a, a kibosh on that. So I've actually gone the longest period of time now. It's been about four or five days without a game or a practice that I have in the last 30 years. So pretty incredible wow. streak. And it looks like it will continue uh, for uh, a good amount more. So um, got to find some things to do. I can only look at so many of these like uh, 
hypothetical things like these uh, made up tournaments that people come up with in terms of, uh, yeah. you know, what cereal is the best, uh, you know, then you have a bracket. I can't I can't look at that stuff anymore. I so um, we'll, we'll make the best of it, though. Uh, I'm doing a lot of reading and uh, and uh, whatever. Well, hopefully we can continue this pod and give people something to listen to uh, every week, regardless of what's happening. Uh, and um, that's that. Uh, I'm at yeah. the Chalk Talker. I haven't really been tweeting much just because uh, I've, I haven't found it necessary. But uh, I'm at the Chalk Talker and um, I hope uh, people keep tuning in. I do, too. And I hope people realize, you know, you hear about a lot of tragedies tied to this pandemic. And, you know, no one once mentions the Parlay Kids wrestling coaching streak being over. And uh, I think it's overlooked. And and the Dayton to... Flyers, Sal. Don't forget that. That's I mean, to all the UD uh, fans yeah. out there, we got it. We, we would have been the champs. We would have won it all this year. No doubt. That would have been fun. That just sucks. It just sucks. I am going. I'm at the cousin Sal on Twitter. I'm going to try something. Maybe people have an idea. I don't want this to get too sad or political, but I want to give away $100 every week or a couple times a week to people, to anyone who could come closest to guessing the sum of, uh, you know, events that are not manipulative. Like um, these are maybe not the perfect examples, but like the Dow Jones finish on a Friday, uh, the Powerball numbers added up, maybe a number of Trump tweets. I need to find those those events that are quantitative. I would give money away. I'm going to find a bunch of them and I'll, I'll start that this weekend just to keep people going with gambling and, you know, because I want to be looked at as a nice guy. So there nice. you go. Uh, <laughs> I'll do that. Hey, uh, Jim Cunningham, we're, uh, this, is this it for Top Gun Live or Tom Gun Live or any of them? Yeah, uh, they are on hold right now, but, um, you know, whatever's in the best interest of everyone, it's okay. All right, there you go. And you're at Jim Cunningham, the eyes are ones, all that kind of yep, stuff. Yep, 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 going to take a quick break, and then we will be back with uh, the Roastmaster General, Jeffrey Ross. As the novel coronavirus pandemic escalates in the U.S., public health officials are encouraging those who are experiencing signs or symptoms of COVID-19, such as coughing or fever, to seek medical guidance remotely. If you or a loved one are feeling sick or are just feeling worried, there is a way to get help without leaving home. Roe is offering free telehealth services for people seeking guidance and information on COVID-19. The service is available free of charge in all 50 states and Washington, D.C. Roe's free online assessment will help determine if you are at risk and, if appropriate, Roe will connect you with a medical provider for a free consultation. The assessment was designed by doctors and infectious disease experts and is based on guidelines from the CDC and WHO. Visit Roe.co slash coronavirus on your phone or laptop to complete a free online assessment or just learn more. If you're worried that you may be experiencing symptoms, go to Roe.co slash coronavirus to start your free assessment today. That's ro.co slash coronavirus. On the line right now, guy puts a smile on everyone's face. You know him from the burn, roast battle, Comedy Central roast, Black Belt Jeff, uh, Bumping Mike, David Tell, and his own podcast, Thick Skin with Jeff Ross, my dear, dear friend, the roast master general himself, Jeffrey Ross. What's happening, buddy? Good morning, Sal. Happy quarantine. <laughs> How are you feeling, I should ask, right? I got, that's what we have to ask each other right now, right? I feel good. I feel pretty good. You know, I got like, I, I, I'm fine during the day, but when the sun starts to set, right about the time I'd be going on stage somewhere, 
I become like a werewolf and I just start roasting whatever's around me. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I keep calling my maid, my maid, uh, you know, like names and insulting her and my girlfriend <laughs> taking swings at me and the dog knows that I'm, I'm making fun of her. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which one of us is more inconvenienced. I mean, obviously, there's uh, there's bigger problems than our, uh, our livelihoods being inconvenienced. But you rely on crowds. Uh, you do stand up in front of crowds of people. Um, I rely on sports. I do a sports gambling talk show on TV, and there's no sports. This is like, if, uh, what, what do you do without Roker if it never ever rains? You know, what's the point, right? Yeah, it's a tricky one, Sal. I think you're going to have to get into other sports. <laughs> There's nothing else. Uh, you're going to think this is a joke. I lost $90 on virtual camel racing like because that's all that's left. That's <laughs> all. There's not one damn thing left to bet on worldwide. It's so sad. Dude, I'm watching, uh, I'm watching Harry Potter betting on the Quidditch games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and here's the set. Here's what else. I was thinking, you love playing poker. I like playing poker. This is something you would think if you were quarantined, you and your friends could get together. But everyone's terrified to touch cards and, and, and chips and, and, and share deli sandwiches together. Like, everywhere you turn, you're screwed. My dog won't even give me paw when I ask her. She's so afraid of my jerks. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't know where you've been, bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I'm wearing my quarantine mask over my ears so I don't have to hear about the damn coronavirus anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to go. You posted some funny things on Twitter. Uh, you posted like a crazy uh, outdoor party. And like, yeah, was, like, what'd you say? Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm getting everyone together. I don't care. <laughs> I've been going through my phone finding old party videos that are right. completely inappropriate now and posting them <laughs> like I'm out having fun and, it's fun. It's fun. It's fun trying to make some light and some sense of it all. But, you know, it's also like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? But to be honest, like, I remember 9-11, a lot of people were saying, like, what's going to happen? Is comedy over? Is sports over? Is fun over? And we didn't know. But now we kind of know that we bounce back from these things. And right. eventually we're going to be we'll be back at it. And, you know, we, uh, it's nice to take take a minute and lose what you love. And then you appreciate it more a little bit later on, you know? Absolutely. But do you feel more pressure to be funny in times like these? Like, and are you funnier in a situation like this? I almost think you are. Here's the problem. There's no pressure to be funny. There's no audience. And mm. I'm more fucking hilarious than I've ever been in my entire life. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm just telling nobody I'm talking to the walls. And, you know, I did put out a podcast. I'll put one out tonight, which is where I called a guy that uh, I know a little bit who has coronavirus and just tried to cheer him up. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was this uh, this guy um, that grew up with my my cousin Ed. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's the thing is people have it and 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 they don't even know they have it. And when they figure out that they have it, they can't even get checked. They just have to self quarantine. And and uh, I'm watching a lot of Quentin Quarantino movies. <laughs> I love it. You, uh, no joke. We we all have older relatives, and I think uh, I don't want to bring everyone down, but I think you have the most old friends out of anyone I know. Right? So it's a little scarier for you. My antique died again. That's how <laughs> Can you be serious for one second? My God, no. hundred and four years old. Wait, how did she die? 
She didn't die from the corona. Her Harley flipped over on the 405. <laughs> Wait a minute. You sure that's it? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I think she was trampled at a Who concert. Not the World <laughs> Health Organization, by the way. <laughs> so it's one of those two things? <laughs> yeah. We, we haven't gotten the, the official thing uh, yet, right. but I feel like um, she may have died during childbirth. We haven't gotten the full report yet. <laughs> This is my favorite Jeff Ross joke. And I, by the way, back in 2000, Jesus Christ, it was 20 years ago now that I had your, uh, your act memorized and it hasn't changed a bit. No, no, but I, I memorized it. And, uh, and this was it. You would talk about your antique who was 103. She died. And then you went through a litany of, uh, re ways she died. And I think I made, I had commissioned someone to make a, was it for your 50th birthday to make like a, uh, like a, a portrait of all the ways antique died, right? Sal, I'm staring at her right now. Really? I love it so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her her dune buggy flipped over. Her she scored some bad crack in Newark. Her parachute didn't open. <laughs> you got the two babies, the old babies there. She got her uh, crack pipe in her hand. I mean, it's truly a work of art. I don't know what artist you commissioned <laughs> to make this masterpiece, but yeah, it's it's truly wonderful and. How do you remember my jokes better than I do? Is I know definitely a little a little crazy, but uh, I think once when you were co-hosting for Jimmy Kimmel Live, I went up and did your act before you were supposed to do your act, right? You, you, did, you did that once, and you also once did it uh, while I was doing my act. Oh, right, right, right. I was the first stand-up comic ever on, on that show. Yeah, and uh, Daniel, the producer, called me and said, "We want you to be the first comic," and I was like. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if I have the right. He goes, all right, well, I'll call Patton Oswalt. I was like, ah, you know what? I'll do it. <laughs> I love Patton, but I didn't want to. I was jealous. And I went up there and I did my act. And for some reason, Sal sat in the second or third row, right where That's I could right. see him without telling me. And mouthed my, all my jokes and punchlines as I was doing that to millions of people. And I'm not familiar with stand-up, but that's not, that's not helpful for a stand-up comedian, right? It would only help me if I didn't, if I couldn't remember the joke, but I had them so ingrained in my brain that I was really fine. Right. <laughs> if you were forgetful. Yeah. Um, you and I were quarantined once talk about 20 years ago, uh, year one of the man show wasn't, uh, it was a self quarantine. We went on a, uh, a writer's retreat. Was that like in Santa Barbara? We had like some, some weird hotel situation, but it was like a, a shack. I don't know what it was. Do you remember this? I believe it would have been like a big bear or something like that. But you say Santa Barbara. And that's no. So that was something different. So we went to Arrowhead once, but then we went to Santa Barbara. It was like by the train tracks or something. And you got a massage. Don't you remember this? Yeah, of course I got hurt or I hurt, I hurt <laughs> oh, my right. back. Is that what you're talking about? Right. So we were playing football on the beach. That's how I know it was Santa Barbara. We were playing football on the beach. I think you dropped back to pass once. And uh, this is not good for, we're right in the middle of NFL free agency. So I don't know how much your stock drops for this, but yeah, you, you heard your back throwing, right? Right. And I, I pulled a, a back muscle and I was walking hunched over for the rest of the day mm -hmm. into the night. And I remember I had, a, I had to get a massage. So I called a, uh, a massage uh, a person who comes to your house. This is, or in this case, came to our retreat. I don't remember the rest. The rest is a horror show that I covered my eyes. <laughs> I, I think you do remember, and I bet you were wishing you were wearing a mask back then because uh, I, I walked in on your massage and I, I farted, right? 
I believe you farted right in my face while I was on the massage table. And if I recall, if I recall, I was not just mad for my own inconvenience, interrupted massage, but this woman is like a, a professional massager. And I have to explain why my friend can just walk in, fart, and walk out. Well, so what did you say? I can't imagine what you said to explain to us. Sal, this woman is a professional or something to that effect. <laughs> That made you, you laugh harder. No, well, you said she's a professional and she has children, as if that has any bearing. <laughs> it's like, oh, I didn't know she gave birth. I would have held it in for another uh, five or six seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I was just trying to say that she was a respectable member of society, and you were. That's right. I get it. Yeah, and you had a, a way over tipper as a result, if I remember. Whatever happened, my back felt great afterwards. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> What else? What are we going to do? How are you passing the time, really? Uh, you, you're staying busy? You're, you're, you're twi- are you doing cameos? I imagine like a comedian, like you're on Cameo anyway, right? Cameos are a fun way to make money sitting in my bathrobe. People right. go on Cameo and they ask me to make videos. And, and normally I wouldn't even be into it that much because, you know, it's like everyone always asks you to make videos for their friends and stuff. But, but during this time when you have nothing to do, it's kind of fun reaching out to the fans and making little fun videos for them. Right. Yeah. Maybe give them a discount or something. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we gotta be, we gotta be happy. We have to laugh. Uh, I love the burn. I, lo- I love, I love the specials. I mean, th- this is also a time to catch up on Jeffrey Ross. If you're not, uh, familiar with his work. Great. You hit every comedy central roast. You're the best at it. Uh, I'm not just kissing your ass. You, uh, and then the burn was on. I wonder if people could see the burn, right? Can they? Are there uh, episodes on YouTube? I believe it's on the Comedy Central website and on the Comedy Central app. There's still episodes of the burn. And mm. Jeff Ross roasts criminals. Jeff roasts the border. Jeff roasts cops. All my sort of social commentary stuff is still on the Comedy Central website. And bumping mics. Still yeah. on uh, Netflix. Okay, but before we go on, the the Jeff Ross roast uh, th- those specials. I had an idea for one, and you kind of covered this with the prisoners. But what about just gangsters? This is off limits, and 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 you being part Italian should understand this. Yeah, that uh, I was at a uh, at a uh, a gig once, a private party, mm-hmm. and and there was a, a connected guy there, and I right. made fun of him in the front row. And he got so offended that I had to call him the next day. I had to track his number down and apologize. Really? I've never been so afraid. This is the one group that still has not evolved into having a sense of humor. Is that right? Yeah, this is, this was tricky. What did you say to him uh, with that, uh, that upset him? And what, what did you say on the phone? Do you know who uh, uh, Johnny Russo is? Yeah, sure. He was, uh, he was in the Godfather movie. Yeah, it was him? Yeah. And I'm sitting next to him. And he's a nice guy. He's a lot of fun. I- he was at the feast every year. Jimmy would have, you remember with the San Gennaro feast out here, right? I kind of I kind of knew him a little bit. And right. I, I'm, I'm hired to play this private party from my buddy, uh, Keith Frankel, who's a, a big uh, businessman in New Jersey. And mm-hmm. he says, Jeff, it's a charity thing. Please come help us out, you know, make a few jokes. I'm sitting there, it's Jersey, my hometown field, you know, feeling good about my swagger up. On, and, and and me and Johnny are, are sitting together uh, at the dinner right before I perform. And he's got this, he, he's probably in his 70s, 
at mm-hmm. this point. And, and he's with a slamming hot, beautiful chick, right? Mm-hmm. Little brunette with the, the button all the way down to her belly button. And Johnny, who's in his 70s and tan and in shape, yeah, yeah. also has his shirt open all the way down to his belly button, right? <laughs> you know, Italian, Jersey. This is a, the, 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 the height of, uh, of uh, Sopranos, uh, Jersey-ism. Uh, right. And 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 I find and we're having a great meal, <clears throat> nice guy. We're having fun, and I get introduced, and I go on stage. And you know, when you're got to do an hour, you got to kill time. And everybody, he was basically the biggest star in the room, Johnny Russo from the Godfather movie. So I look to a friendly face, and I see him up there laughing at my first few jokes. And then I mm-hmm. look at Johnny, and I go, Johnny Russo, great seeing you, man. I love. I'm a big fan of all your film. <laughs> you know he's only been in one movie he was in the godfather that was it that's what set him off he leaps out of his chair in front oh, of hundreds on. of people yes and he goes what the fuck do you know about my career i've been in 32 movies fuck you fuck you <laughs> right so now i gotta do another 57 minutes right <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I never told you this though. I can't believe it either. And Johnny Russo of all people. You know, I was always a little scared to, to tell the story because I didn't know if he was still mad. And yeah. And, and, and I was, so maybe I'm getting, now that there's some distance, I'm not as quite as. Now that there's some distance and that the, the, you know, the world is on fire, you, you, you might feel a little braver. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And wow. I, I felt the awkwardness. I was getting the stink guy, the rest of the show. And, you know, I didn't see him afterwards. Um, I got through it and I called my buddy Keith the next day and I was like, Keith, what's going on here, man? I'm feeling a little nervous. Like he seemed really mad. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to end up with an aunt in, in Staten Island. I can't find as, uh, Rickles, as Rickles used to say. Unless it's antique. Cause we know how her, the fate she suffered. Yeah. But luckily she was already dead. Right. And, uh, <laughs> Don't ask me how she died, by the way. No, no, no. I know. It's, a, it's, it's sad. It's hard to pull up. Carrying her dumbbells up to the attic. But <laughs> hasn't, hasn't, been, hasn't been confirmed. But, uh, so then I called Johnny Russo, and, and he was uh, very gracious, pretended he didn't care, but I knew he cared. And I think mm. he appreciated the call because I'm still alive. Did you think he was really a made man or he was just a, a movie made man? That's why I called Keith to find out. I see. I was like, and and Keith's like, yeah, I, I would call him. I don't think it's a bad idea. So I did. I called him. I took care of it. And I think that really helped. Wow. Imagine if his lines were tapped. The FBI is listening in on this nonsense apology. It's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Johnny Russo, wherever you are. I'm a big fan of all your films. There you go. <laughs> all 32 of them. The one everyone knows. Oh, that's great. And by the way, if you want to treat everybody to the end of the antique joke, she died giving birth. She died uh, scoring bad crack in Newark. Her chute didn't open. This is a 103-year-old antique. Uh, and then you say, you know how she really died? Do you even remember? Um, wait, hold on. Uh, oh, she died. <laughs> no, this is sad. So I don't know why you brought this up, but she finally did succumb to an ice cream headache. That's not <laughs> it, though. It's not. No, it wasn't it. You, you, you died you, of an ice cream headache. I know. I like it. I like it. I like the more there are, the better. But you guys took a vote. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. We did take a family vote, and uh, we all got together. We took a vote, and uh, I shot her. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, you know, how long can I wait for 40 grand and a stamp collection? <laughs> all right, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Is, that what is, is that good? That's it. I think it was five grand, but what the hell's the difference? Was that? Inflation. But, uh, the joke's 30 years old. <laughs> it was five grand in a sweet and low collection, and now it's 40 in a stamp collection, but it's fine. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, it's great to hey, laugh. I needed, to, I needed I this laugh today, Sal. I needed this laugh. I love you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. And you can please catch up on Jeff Ross's stuff. When you're, when you're down in the dumps, to, to take it all in. The Comedy Central Rose Bumping Mics with uh, David Tell. That's a Netflix uh, special, right? And, uh, and, your new, and your podcast, Thick Skin with Jeff Ross, right? Where, where can people find that? They can find that on iTunes and YouTube, and I really appreciate it. you got to come on soon, Sal. Come up and, uh, and, uh, or at least call in, and we'll do a podcast. And let me tell you something. I haven't heard this many laughs on your show since you interviewed Joe Namath last. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm a fan of all his Super Bowl. Come on. <laughs> all right, Jeff. Thanks for coming on. Uh, tell your face and I uh, be safe. All right. Face cold. Love yourself. All right, I love you. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. We'll be back next week. I'm sure of it. Catch me on Twitter where I give away free money, posting free agency updates for Lock It In. Later in the week, I'll be on Bill Simmons' podcast. Uh, we're going to do like 1,500 parent corners this week. And for the Degenerate Trifecta, heel producer Jim Cunningham and the Roastmaster General Jeffrey Ross, I'm Sal saying so long. Happy handicapping. Stay safe. And for God's sake, stay home. We love you. No, no, no.